You are listening to WTUZ Radio Podcast. WTUZ Radio Podcast. I am your host, Rhonda, and today is actually what they are calling the new year, but it is a calendar new year. And we'll do a future podcast on the illusion of time. Uh, But today's topic, I want to put out a disclosure ahead of time. If you are sensitive to the topic of uh, woman against man, man against woman, uh, a male patriarch-dominated society, You might as well click off right now. This one isn't for you. Although this topic will be more on the extinction of the Y chromosome. Okay, so I do want to put that disclaimer out early. If that is a sensitive topic for you on the dominance of the patriarch system, then this isn't the podcast for you. Uh, so we're going to get a little bit into the extinction of the Y chromosome and just a little background how I came upon this topic. Uh, I had someone, and I don't even see that sis anymore. I'm going to have to track her down on Facebook. Uh, We were connected and she's in the UK. I want to say London. I forget what specific area of London she's in, but she was reading a book about the extinction of the Y chromosome. And so I said, huh, that's interesting. So I just so happened to order that book. It's probably going on two years now. And I started reading it, uh, and and it's dry, y'all. I'm not finna sit up here and lie. The one book is Adam's Curse, The Science That Reveals Our Genetic Destiny by Brian Skies. It's very scientific Uh, And he gives a lot, a lot of his personal background. And he does take quite a while to get to the main point. Hence is why I didn't finish the entire book. I literally had to skip around and get the meat. Uh, I also ordered another book and I can't find it. That's how many books I have, (laughs) everyone. So this topic has been on my mind for quite a bit, and I decided this year to do a podcast for us to talk about it. You know, what does it really mean? What are they talking about, Uh, etc.? So like I always like to do when I first come upon a topic of discussion, I like to kind of research the origins of the words, that are involved as the adjectives or or the description of that word <clears throat> or the action of the word, uh, verb. All right, so uh, we're going to do chromosome. So chromosome is a German word uh, from 1889 coined 
1888 by a German atomist, Willenheim. Hearts, okay, from a Latinized form of Greek. So really it's Greek, y'all. Out of all of that, they going up the corner around the block. <laughs> Chromosome is really derived from a Latin form of Greek. So I still say Latin, meaning chromo, which is color, which I found interesting. But once I started digging into this topic, it made sense why they call it chromosome. And we'll get to that in, in a little bit. Uh, So-called because the structure contains a substance that stains readily with basic dyes. Okay. So what I want to discuss on this topic of the extinction of the Y chromosome, over the last hmm, couple years, there has been articles coming out on the slide um, in different magazines and publication about the decline of the Y chromosome. Or not even so much the decline, but actually and literally the extinction of the Y chromosome. So I'm going to start the first article. This is out of physics.org, or they call it phys.org. Uh, this came out July 13, 2020. The Y chromosome is disappearing. What will happen to men? The Y chromosome may be a symbol of masculinity, but it is becoming increasingly clear that is anything but strong and enduring. Although it carries the master switch gene, SRY, that determines whether an embryo will develop as a male or female. Okay, so basic biology, you know, of course, I'm not trying to insult anyone's intelligence, but we should know that the XX chromosome is female. The XY is male, okay? So that is why they are saying that the man determines the sex of a child. I'm fenced to say that again. Okay, those of you that know me know I'm country with a K. So I'm finna and fixing it to say that again. The determination of gender, of a baby is based on the male because he carries the XY, okay? Because the woman, she already has the XX, right? So if it's going to be a boy, he has to bring in the Y, all right? And then... Of course, they say the other X as well. Okay, 
So, um, now this is the part where I say that folks get a little sens- sensitive when we get into the whole patriarch system and society. And when you really get down to the chromosome level, it gets deep. Okay. Deeper than what they want to teach you in school because it totally shatters the concept of a male patriarch society. All right. So here's the next sentence. I'll reread the, the, a little bit of the other one before I go into the next controversial sentence. Okay, so the male, the master gene switch that determines whether an embryo will develop as a male XY or female XX. It contains very few other genes and is the only chromosome not necessary for life. Okay, women, after all, manage just fine without one. What's more, the Y chromosome has degenerated rapidly, leaving females with two perfectly normal X chromosomes, but males with an X and a old Y. If the same rate of degeneration continues, the Y chromosome has just 4.6 million years left before it disappears completely. This may sound like a long time, but it isn't when you consider that life has existed on the earth for 3.5 million years. All right, so that was a heavy loaded couple of sentences there. So let's take a step back. So first of all, now this this is just going back to basic biology, but even with this said, a lot of people get sensitive at this topic. The fact that the Y just in size, if you look at it, Um, down, look at it through a microscope level, you can see where the X chromosome is at least twice the size of the Y chromosome. And the Y chromosome, even under that microscope, appears a little misshapen within itself. Now, some say... Some would say that the Y chromosome itself is a derivative or a misshapen or a broken off X chromosome. All right. We'll get a little deep into deeper into that. All right. So the other part of this that is interesting are they are saying that the Y chromosome is degenerating and they're putting a time span on it of 4.6 million years before it disappears completely. So, and then they're admitting as any 
credible or halfway decent credible uh, science will date planet Earth in the millions of years, not this 6,000 religious year crap. Okay? So I'm not going to steal the rest of the thunder. Let me read the rest of the article because we're, we're going to get into more about the XX. All right, so the Y chromosome hasn't always been like this. If we rewind the clock to 166 million years ago, to the very first mammal, the story was completely different. The early proto-Y chromosome was originally the size of the X chromosome and con contained all the same genes. However, Y chromosomes have a fundamental flaw. Unlike all other chromosomes, which we have two copies of each in our cells, Y chromosomes are only ever presented as a single copy passed from fathers to their sons. This means that Genes on the Y chromosomes cannot undergo genetic recombination. The shuffling of genes that occurs in each generation, which helps to eliminate damaging gene mutation. Deprived of the benefits of recombination, Y chromosome genes degenerate over time are, and are eventually lost from the genome. Woo! All right, y'all, I got to sip some water behind this. <laughs> so, the Y chromosome does not make a copy of itself. So, we're going to put this into just simple computer Form. And we're just, that's what we're going to use as the analogy. So let's say you have your computer. And we're going to keep this really, really simple. You're typing in Microsoft Word. You didn't work real hard on this document. It's just laid out. You got years worth of research on this. X, Y, Z, one, two, three, four, five. And that document gets corrupted. Sometimes you can recover the document. Sometimes you can't. What's the safest way to ensure that all of your information that you had created in that document is recovered? Isn't that to make a backup copy of that document? So back in the day, we know there used to be something called backup, which we probably should still do. And I'm guilty. I got the little zip drive, but I'm not disciplined to back up my stuff. And maybe this is just a reminder that I need to get my mess together and back up my stuff where you had to make copies of your original stuff onto the zip drive. So in case something happened to your main computer, you still had your documents. 
That's the same thing how computers work in general. They have different servers, which is really just another way of saying bigger, faster computers that hold a lot more data. They have copies not only of a separate server, but also within that same server, they have copies of the original on the same said server that then can be copied onto another physical server. And any disaster recovery plan, they hold these particular servers, they even hold them in different locations. So hence, if you have a disaster in one area, you could just bring the servers back up in another area, okay? Same particular concept with the genes, except we're talking the Y chromosome does not have a copy of itself. So that just really makes you think deeply, why when the Y, why when the Y, (laughs) no pun intended, why when the Y chromosome was created or came into existence, that its genetic code did not allow a duplicate or a backup copy to occur on it, okay? So now think about what I just said on how the computers work. And anybody that's computer has crashed and you done lost your stuff, you know how your feelings be highly, highly upset. So what does that mean? Or, or, or another example, when you need to upgrade your computer or get a new computer and you want to move said documents, have to have copies. So that's really deep to me that even the Y chromosome within itself was not encoded in that process of being able to duplicate it duplicate itself. All right, so let me continue. Despite this, recent research has shown that the Y chromosome has developed some pretty convincing mechanisms to put the brakes on, slowing the rate of gene loss to a possible standstill. Okay, so in other words, Because the Y chromosome did not have in its genetic code makeup to make a copy of itself, it uh, this is this is me. This is me with my logic. Okay, it adapted and built in a safeguard to slow the loss of that gene getting corrupted or um, going out of extinct or crashing, per se, like crashing with your computer, all right? But we know that all things, energy is constantly in, in motion, 
And your energy keeps reacting to your said environment slash vibration. Okay. So let's just keep, keep that in mind also. All right. So for example, a recent Danish study published in PLOS Genetics sequenced portions of the Y chromosome from 62 different men and found that it is prone to large structural rearrangements allowing gene amplification, the acquisition of multiple copies of genes that promote healthy sperm functions and mitigate gene loss. Okay, so I guess what they're saying is that um, the mechanism for them to put the brakes on the slowing of the rate of the gene loss, that particular Y chromosome within itself tries to rearrange to keep it as healthy as it can. So in other words, putting antivirus software on it (laughs) to help it, you know, not get corrupted, uh, making copies of multiple files, but on the same system, okay? Because it can't just create a new system or copy of itself but it can like keep replicating itself within the same chromo all right so just like i said with the computers that you can make copies of the same document on the same computer okay but that's different than making a copy of that said document onto a different computer, right? So that's what they mean by that. The study also showed that the Y chromosome has developed unusual structures called palindromes, DNA sequences that read the same forward as backwards, like the word kayak, which protect it from further degradation. They record a high rate of gene conversion events with a palindromic sequence on the Y chromosome. This is basically a copy and paste process that allows damaged genes to be repaired using an undamaged backup copy as the temp- as a template. Okay, so they did an excellent job explaining to you that. Um, so hopefully you get the concept. It's just that Y chromosome, it's not making a fresh new copy of itself. It is only just within that same copying, that same gene, copy and pasting. All right, so let's take that that, uh, Microsoft document. You can have, you know, uh, this is document one, two, three, and then you want to make sure that you want another copy, so you just save it as 123.a. Then you may save another one as 123.b versus taking the original 123 document and putting it on another computer and it's still that 
document. Okay. Looking to other species, why chromosomes exist in mammals and some other species. A growing body of evidence indicates that Y chromosome genes amplification is a general principle across the board. These amplified genes play critical roles in sperm production, at least in, in rodents. All right. Now, I'm not trying to say all men are rats. That's just a little experiment family. <laughs> in regulating offspring sex ratio. Uh, writing in mole uh, molecular biology and evolution recently, researchers give evidence that this increase in gene copy number in mice is a result of natural selection, okay? So in this particular document, they are showing um, a process of the copying of this, uh, chromosome, <clears throat> and they go all the way up to, oh, that's interesting. They would use 22. And they're just showing the different variations of that, that copy. Okay, and then they also show um, a picture of the uh, Y chromosome next to an X chromosome and how the X chromosome is double in size to the Y chromosome, all right? Okay, so on the question of whether uh, the, the Y chromosome will actually disappear, the scientific community like the UK at the moment is currently divided into the levers uh, and the remainers. The later group argues that its defense me mechanism do a great job and have rescued the Y chromosome. But the levers say they all, but the levers say that all they are doing is allowing the Y chromosome to cling on by its fingernails before eventually dropping off the cliff. The debate therefore continues. Okay, so in other words, from the remainers group, so meaning that the Y chromosome is it's gonna hang in there, y'all. Because they're saying, well, it's doing hey, what, what you talking about? It's it's doing a great job with making backup copies within itself. It's doing a great job of having a document one, two, three, and then saving it as one, two, three, A, then saving it as one, two, three, B, then saving it as one, two, three, C, on and on and on and on. The levers, which is the group that's saying, nah, bruh, it, that's, it's just hanging in there by its fingernails. And the logic is, and I'm going to go back to the, the computer world so y'all can just get a glimpse. Because if there is corruption before the copy within itself can be made, that's a wrap. 
and or if there is a crash, that's a wrap. So meaning if you have all of your documents saved on the same computer, I don't care what y'all got it. You know what I'm saying? How many times you have those documents renamed, various name variations, it doesn't matter. The whole system is down. It's gone. It's lost. And if it is recoverable, which that's what they call, you know, the document has become corrupted. There is no guarantee that that original document's content will be intact. All right. Okay. A leading proponent of the leave argument, Jenny Graves from La Trobe University in Australia claims that if you take a long-term perspective, the Y chromosomes are inevitably doomed, even if they sometimes hold on a bit longer than expected. In a 2016 paper, she points out that Japanese spiny rats and mole voles have lost their Y chromosomes entirely and argued that the process of genes being lost or created on the Y chromosome inevitably lead to fertility problems. This in turn can ultimately drive the formation of an entirely new species. Okay, we're going to talk about that a little bit as well. The The demise of men, as argued in an early as argued in a chapter in a new ebook, even if the Y chromosome in humans does disappear, it does not necessarily mean that the males themselves are on their way out. Even in the species that have actually lost their Y chromosomes completely, males and females are both necessary for reproduction. Uh, In the case, the SRY master switch gene that determines the genetic maleness has moved to a different chromosome, meaning that these species produce males without needing a Y chromosome. Huh? Child, let me take a sip of water. And I didn't read this before because I had to to make sure it was viable for this particular show. So what you mean, bruh, that, okay, if they lose their Y chromosome, that males can still exist. Uh, Is that not a definition of male, the X and the Y? So it says, however, the new sex-determining chromosome, the one that SR. SRY moves on to should then start the process of degeneration all over again due to the same of lack of recombination that doomed their previous Y chromosome. So in other words, what they're saying, and they really kind of told on themselves, because let's go back to the saving of the document. So the Y chromosome, all it's doing again is Original document is one, two, three, right? And then they're saving it as one, two, three point A, 
123.b. So what they're saying is, oh, well, if something happens, they'll just jump to 123b or 123c or one of them 123 dot something or the other. The problem with that, again, is it's going to eventually catch up with them because it's either going to crash before that replication occurs or the crash happens during the replication or the crash happens totally. Okay, so I think they kind of lost that argument about it's still able to be carried on. You know, just just my two cents. I think they stretching it a little bit there. (laughs) All right. So the interesting thing about humans is that while the Y chromosome is needed for normal human reproduction, many of the genes it carries are not necessary if you use assistant reproductive techniques. Uh-huh. Sipping some water, y'all. So come on, that's what you're basically trying to tell us in this article. That if the Y chromosome crash, that what do they call it? Um artificial insemination or gene manipulation, which I say both. It's going to need to be in play. So they says this means that gene engineering may soon be able to replace the gene function of the Y chromosome. I ain't making this up, y'all. Now I'm fenced to read that again because I know I put my little two cents in on this, but I want you all to really think what they're saying. Because they're trying to make the argument, oh, no, you know, nothing's really wrong. You know, it's going to be millions of years. And, you know, the the state, the stayer category, they're saying, oh, no, well, all that gene has to do is go get that other backup copy of that document. Okay. But what happens when the whole system crash? That means all copies of that document are corrupt. Or what happens when one of the copies get corrupt? That means that gene is faulty. So then what, the next paragraph you come back and say, the interesting thing about humans is that while the Y chromosome is needed for normal human reproduction, Many of the genes it carries are not necessary if you use assisted reproduction techniques. This means that genetic engineering may soon be able to replace the gene function of the Y chromosome, allowing same-sex female couples or infertile men to conceive. However, even if it became possible for everybody to conceive in this way, it seems highly unlikely that fertile humans would just stop reproducing naturally. Bruh, you just tried to throw in here and think we wasn't going to pick up that y'all are ready to do gene manipulation, i.e. creating 
humans. That's what you just set up upon us and set up here and told us. So in other words, we can forget even what they call surrogates. Oh, we don't need surrogates. Oh, so if it's a, you know, same sex couple. No, we'll just do a gene manipulation. Is this what they talk about when they talk about the term designer babies? Hmm. All right, so last part of this article. Although this is an interesting and hotly debated area of genetic research, there is little need to worry. Scientists don't even know whether the Y chromosome will disappear at all. And as shown, even if it does, we will most likely continue to need men so that normal reproduction can continue. Hmm. Okay, so it's no need to worry. Why y'all done set up and made a process to genetic engineer? There's no need to worry. Why y'all sitting up doing that? This going to be 3.6 something years. Why are y'all doing genetic engineering? And why is there a negative birth rate among Caucasians? If there's no need to worry. Hmm. Doesn't sound like that to me. Okay, so uh, the last paragraph of of course, they're going to round it off by saying once again, indeed, the prospect of a farm animal type system where a few lucky males are selected to father the majority of our children is certainly not on the horizon. In any event, there will be far more pressing concerns over the next 4.6 million years. Okay, so again, uh, this particular article this came out um, on physics.org, and it is the Y chromosome is dis- disappearing. What will happen to men? And that came out in um, July 20th of 2020. Okay. So another article that goes into uh, kind of this same topic is um, The Atlantic, and uh, I found this one interesting. Uh, I'm going to pull it up, and we're going to go into that. So bear with me here, family. Okay. So this is off of The Atlantic, And uh, when did this come out? December 6, 2019, the disappearing Y chromosome is surprisingly common for men to start losing entire chromosomes from blood cells as they age. All right, so in the 1960s, doctors counting the number of chromosomes in human white blood cells noticed a strange phenomenon. Frequently and more frequently which with age, the cells would be missing the Y chromosome. Huh? Let me sip my water, y'all. Because I thought that the article we just finished reading 
said, oh, no, you know, that that ain't finna happen, uh, you know, because it's got a backup copy of itself, yada, 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 woo, woo, woo. Okay. Over time, it became clear this came with consequences. Studies have linked loss of the Y chromosomes in blood to cancer, heart disease, and other disorders. Okay. Which would make sense because as we talked about, if the Y chromosome cannot make a fresh copy of itself, stand it up new on a new system, then remember when I said, if that, you keep it on that same system, that it can become corrupt. And if it's corrupt and it's restored, then it may be missing some things. So would that not make sense that studies have linked loss of the Y chromosome in um, blood to cancer, heart disease, and other disorders? So meaning because of the loss of particular chromosomes, it's missing genetic code that guard the body from those particular things. All right. So now a new study, the largest yet of this phenomenon, estimates that 20% of 2,000, I'm sorry, 200,000 men in large, in a large genetic database called the UK Biobank have lost Y chromosomes from some detectable portion of their blood. By age 70, 43.6% of men had the same issue. It's unclear exactly why, but the author thinks these losses might be the most glaring sign of something else going wrong inside the body of these men. They are allowing mutations of all kinds to accumulate. And these other mutations could be the underlying links to cancer and heart disease. Mutations are, after all, spontaneously popping up in the human body all the time. Every cell division produces errors as small as miscopying one letter or a large or as large as losing an entire chromosome. So over a lifetime, this can lead to what scientists call clonal, uh, I don't know, misogynist, in which a person's body is a mosaic. Sorry, okay, all right, sorry, y'all. Mosaic, in which a person's body is a mosaic of distinct, population of cells, each with their accumulated mutations. This is true of everyone of everyone to some extent, but it becomes more relevant as you get older. The more you age, the more errors have taken in place of, in cell division, says John R. B. Perry, a biologist at the University of Cambridge who led the recent study. Okay, so let's stop and bring it back to our computer example. This makes perfect sense. Now, y'all know, y'all know, 
you are not using the same cell phone that you was first using when cell phones came out. You are not using the same computer since computers first came out. Heck, more than likely, you're not even using the same software version, so meaning Windows, um, even your browser, Chrome, all of that jazz. You're not even using the same version of that, I know at a minimum, Windows from last year. So would it not make sense that your particular genetic makeup is supposed to be making these fresh copies at its ultimate state? All right? So I'm going to go a little deeper and then uh, I'm going to read the rest and then we're going to go a little little deeper because this, this article isn't that long, family. Okay, so mutations, all right, we talked about that. All right, in blood, loss of the Y chromosome in some cells is the most commonly observed, uh, I'm going to say, I just said it, and now I, I can't remember it. The way they're spelling this, putting this word together is throwing me off. So I'm going to say in blood loss of the Y, in blood loss of the Y chromosome, in some cells, it's most commonly observed in, um, it's not mosaic. I'm going to say puzzle pieces, but there are countless other examples. In women, some blood cells lose one X chromosome. Other subsets of blood cells might gain a mutation in just one gene, lose only a small bit of a chromosome, or even gain an entire chromosome. Red blood cells don't carry DNA at all, so this applies only to the white blood cells. Perry and his colleagues also warned to understand why the Y chromosome disappears in some men but not others. They looked into rather certain men, um, certain genetic variants on other chromosomes predisposed men one way or the other, <clears throat> and they ended up finding 156 variants linked to the Y chromosome loss. Many are also near cancer susceptibility genes, and having these same variants was correlated with higher risk of prostate and testicular cancer in men, as well as glioma, I don't know what that is, uh, kidney, and other cancers in both men and women. That was, I think, the real interesting part, said Sahitra, a pathologist at Stanford who studies blood. It suggests that losing a Y chromosome is probably not the ultimate cause of bad health outcomes correlated with it because women never, never had a Y chromosome to lose. Rather than genetic variants that predispose someone to the Y chromosome loss might be also putting that person at risk for cancer. The two outcomes could have a common cause, but both are rooted in errors in DNA. Now, I within itself find that fascinating that they are saying that these health issues 
are errors in DNA. So hold that thought because I got my little two cent I want to put on it when I, when I finish reading this. Cancer is the result of many accumulated uh, mutations that allow a cell to replicate out of control. Why chromosome loss is one big glaring mutation. Perry suggests both could be the result of some hitch in the normal process of responding to and repairing DNA damage. Y chromosome loss is a manifestation of broader genome instability, he says. I find that fascinating that he used manifestation in here. So in other words, the disappearing Y chromosome is a sign the body is allowing DNA errors to accumulate. But why is the Y chromosome lost more frequently than others? It is the one smallest chromosome and possibly the most dispensable, probably because it carries relatively few genes. Its loss is tolerated better than others, says David Steensma, an oncologist at uh, the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute. But the fact that Y chromosome loss is so common, he also, he says, also suggests it might confer some small advantage to the cells that have lost it. Researchers have found men who are missing the Y chromosome in as many as 87% of cells in their blood. Whew, that's quite high. So let me read that again. Researchers have found men who are missing the Y chromosome in as many as 87% of cells in their blood. Hmm. So let's go back to the computer thing. Let's use that document. The original document is one, two, three. That's what we named that original document. So let's say we made a hundred copies of one, two, three. All right. So those copies, remember, we named them one, two, three, A, one, two, three, B, blah, 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 blah. Okay. So when we run out the end of the alphabet, let's say we do, uh, we get back to A again. Let's say we name the it one, two, three, A, A. All right. So y'all get the point. So that means out of those 100 copies, 87 are gone? 87 of my copies are just wiped out? And so we don't think that that 87% loss has some impact on the overall health and the overall being able to carry on that Y gene? Yeah, okay then. Okay. <laughs> All right, it says, Perry says the advantage might be a lower energetic cost of dividing with one fewer chromosome, or it could be nixing a growth suppressing gene on the Y. 
In any case, this matters because the blood cells in your body are all in a vast competition with one another for resources. A mutation that confers a small advantage will allow cells with it to win out. In fact, Perry says the formation of human blood cells is a perfect example of evolution on a micro scale. In recent years, researchers have started gaining much more detailed understanding of the different subset of blood cells all living inside one person. What changed the story was the technological capacity to look at the whole genome, says Lambert, a blood cancer biologist at Hoptipo Montessori's, that's French, yeah, I can't pronounce it, Rosemont. Fifty years ago, doctors painstakingly counted chromosomes in individual blood cells, noticed the loss of Y chromosome. Today, scientists are able to analyze all the genes in the blood from thousands of people and see that blood cells are far from identical inside a single person. Okay, um, so my two cents that I just wanted to add to this article when it just brings up the whole concept of, again, of how disease or dis-ease can be linked to genetics, which is linked to a corruption or a mutation in the genes, it got me thinking on a deeper level. So... If our genes are capable of making copies of themselves, and I'm specifically speaking on the women because the XX can make a clear copy of itself. The Y attempts to do it, but it's in the same system. But what happened with folks aging, and getting these diseases or diseases. Was something manipulated over the millions of years of what they call, quote, quote, evolution? Were something corrupted the genes in general to even change the concept of aging? So you get where I'm going with that family? So although we talk where this this particular podcast is talking about the uh, extinction of the Y chromosome, think of it also in the broader term. Because if the XX can make a perfect copy of itself on another system, so in other words, I got the my, my two computers and I save my document, my freshly top, precise, clean document, the original copy, I put it on a new, faster, stronger, latest and greatest computer. 
even if the other original computer gets corrupted or goes down, burns up in the fire, whatever the case may be, doesn't matter. I still have a replicated copy. If our genes, and at a minimum, if women's genes are able to do this, and, and it is, why are we even aging? Even with the man, if he's able to make one, two, three, it's the original, one, two, three, A, dot A, one, two, three, dot B, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Why is he even aging? So what happened? What changed with the genetic makeup for mutations to occur, right? So that, that, that was just my thinking on this. It, it really made me even look at things in a different light, that something profound has happened in this particular realm or planet and what we think we know is far, 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 far from the truth. That the true story is much deeper than what we, we're being told. Okay, So that's getting into the spiritual slash metaphysics side. But if you look at it just from a simple genetic side, it really makes you wonder. Uh, so just again, the source of this article I was reading is from the Atlantic. It's the disappearing Y chromosome. And that came out in December 6, 2019. Uh, so the other source that I kind of wanted to bring in here Oh, I know, family, this may be long. Where are we with time? Oh, we're not too bad. <laughs> we're just getting into an hour. All right, so this is from the book Adam's Curse, The Science That Reveals Our Genetic Destiny. And this is by Brian Skies. Now, I'm going to sit up and tell y'all, this is a hard read, y'all. I couldn't get through it all as a straight read because he drags on and on and on. You got to get... Literally, I had to get 32 pages into getting to the meat, all right? Then I had to resort to looking at the table of contents to dig out some of the stuff I want because blood was dragging on to me. So I'm just giving you the warning, but he did do the research. Excuse me. So I definitely wanted to uh, include it. So I'm on page 34 of Alan's Curse. Um, and this is just kind of talking about some of the stuff we talked about, but he also brings in another concept I wanted us to go over here. All right, so let me get some more light here for myself. All righty. Okay, our DNA is a arranged at a series of immensely long molecules each of which is a physical embodiment of the code itself. In early 2001, the almost complete sequence of human DNA was deciphered and published, a truly astonishing technique, I'm sorry, technical achievement. Uh, 
This shows the precise order of the four DNA letters. Right? And y'all should know this. It's going back to our basic science and biology class that we should have been paying attention to, but they should have made it interesting. Damn it. <laughs> so you teachers out there, you all start making this stuff interesting in terms that these babies can not only understand, but get interested in, and then they'll do supplemental research on their own. So they don't have to wait until they get an adult to truly, truly start learning things. Because I, I am a, a witness, just because you hold a quote, quote, higher learning degree, that means nothing. Okay, because my true learning started outside of the universe, university system. And it is an insult to the universe and us to even name universities after universe. Because they're far from teaching the principles of the universe. What they use are theories. Okay. All right. So, okay. So this shows the precise order in which the four DNA letters, A, G, C, and T, which hold the code appear and reappear. It is immensely long, about 3,000 million letters in all and Commentors, that doesn't make sense. Oh, I'm sorry. And commentors struggled for the equivalent numbers of volumes of Encyclopedia Britannica it would take to match the amount of information. Okay, see, that's you see what I'm saying, y'all. And I have read this before and it's highlighted. I just, oh, child, he should just should hire somebody to write this. For him, hell, maybe I could have sat down with him, went over the data with him, and wrote this in, in better terms. Because blood, you got to get better with this. Okay, so the important part in that, after all of that crap, Zola, the DNA letters A, G, C, and T, he is saying that they hold three thousand million letters in all. Okay, that's quite a lot of information, all right? However, most of our DNA is not doing anything. You, okay, sorry, y'all. Let me, let me line it up in a defense. I keep losing my place, so I got to get something where I can, um, for it. Hold on a second, family. Okay, so he is saying, however, most of our DNA is not doing anything useful. Mm -hmm. This is why I wanted to read this to y'all family. And the 30,000 or so genes, the real meat of genetic instructions, are outnumbered by vast stretches of so-called junk DNA that has no purpose. Oh, what? 
So wait a minute. So y'all see where I was going from the other discussion on who changed or something changed or they're not telling us everything or they don't know because if we know that our genes can replicate itself, why are we aging and getting disease? And then with the genome project, because you can best believe that this was a part of that genome project, you trying to sit up here and tell me that out of 3,000 million letters, you trying to sit up here and tell me that only 30,000 or so is the meat of something? That's what you finna sit up here and try to convince me and the rest is junk DNA? All right, I'm going re- to finish reading this and then we're going to go back to this junk DNA. Uh, it, it, the called junk DNA that has no known purpose. Every time a cell divides, the entire DNA sequence must be accurately duplicated and copies given to each of the new daughter cells. That makes good sense. The genes must go equally to both cells. If that doesn't happen and there are occasional mistakes, one or more of the daughter cells would not have a full set of instructions at their disposal. With with several vital paragraphs missing from the complete manual and lacking the imagination to realize their loss or to improvise, the cells cannot function properly and they die. Even worse, it is missing pages containing genes which normally restrain cell uh, multiplication the cells begin to divide uncontrollably, uncontrollably and become malignant. Many cancers begin this way. All right. So basically, let's get back to this junk DNA. There is no such thing as junk DNA family. They are not going to convince me out of 3,000 million, you're going to try to sit up and tell me that only 30,000 is being used? Is it that it's the 30,000 that are being used right now? Is that 30,000 the cause of us not having what we call, quote, quote, eternal physical life. Because the other rest of the million of genes are just not activated. It's just not activated. So that's like you have this fancy race car. You could use this race car. It can compete in, you know, NASCAR, Indy 500s. But you just use it to go up to the street and go to the grocery store. 
That's all you use it for. So you don't even take it beyond 40. But the car is really capable of going 200 and something miles per hour for X amount of rounds. Does that make that car any less valuable? Because you're only using it to go up the street to the grocery store? So is it that something changed on the planet that coincided with our genes and DNA only utilizing a portion of what it is capable of doing? Just like they say folks only use 10% of their brain. So that would be like the same concept. Oh, well, you only need, you only use 10% of the brain. We'll cut out the rest. Huh? Okay, so uh, the whole um, notion of the word chromosome, this is when I gave you at the beginning of this, the etymology of the word chromosome, which is the origins of it, is Latin, and it talks about color dye. This is why they started using that term. So I'm still in the book, Adam's Curse, The Science That Reveals Our Genetic Destiny by Brian Sky. This is on page uh, 32, and it's just saying when prep uh, preparations... Uh, let me get my thing again so I won't lose my little where I'm at. <laughs> when preparations containing dividing cells were dyed and placed under the microscope. Strange thread-like structures can be seen within the cell. They were particularly strong, stained by new dyes, and were intensely covered, which is how they got their name chromosome, being derived from Greek for colored body. Okay, so I just wanted to also um, give you in content where chromosome came from because I had looked up the word prior to getting that particular drop. And I was like, oh, okay, so the author even, even knows that. All right, family. So now that we kind of got into where, you know, how the Y gene functions, how the X gene functions with making a copy of itself. Um, we kind of got a little bit on the esoteric side, per se. If you match up what the science is telling us from a genome perspective, that we're only using... I will have to take do the math, and I, I should have done the math. Out of the 300, how much thousands? Millions, my bad. It's not even thousands, y'all. 3,000 millions, and we're only using 30,000 of the, the DNA code that something could there possibly be something and i'm going to go based on just pure mathematics 
that we are just not using the rest of what they are calling junk DNA. And when that junk DNA, what they're calling junk DNA, I'm going to call the God DNA. That is the God DNA that leads to the X-Men. You get it? Y'all starting to get where they're going with these things that they put in your face? When they talk about these superheroes that had some type of genetic mutation or they came from another planet, this, that, and the other, but the whole, even the whole concept of X-Men is about some type of uh, genetic mutation. So do you get that concept that what they are indeed describing as junk DNA is literally the God DNA? That's the DNA that howls immortality from a physical body perspective. That, um, uh, that unlocks the special abilities that the quote, quote, ex-men and women have. All right. So the other part of this particular topic I, I also wanted to discuss was just the whole idea. I hope it's also setting into play for you all. The whole idea of a patriarch or male-dominated, ruled society, okay? Because it's just odd to me. It's just absolutely odd to me that we are in a patriarch-dominated society, so meaning XY, but the XX is the strongest and the oldest genes where the genome, they are admitting that most of the genetic code or what they say, quote, quote, important genetic code comes from the side of the X. And those of you that do your true history, you should also know that there was there were societies among the indigenous peoples across the world that honor the matriarch society so their society was built on the principles of matriarch principles matriarch leaders who appointed male leaders for different roles to help run nations and kingdoms, all right? Could this be the battle between the XX and XY really gets down to genetics per se? That that Y chromosome is struggling for survival, and hence just that mere struggle down to, from a genetic standpoint, 
manifested, quote, quote, into the need to dominate and overthrow a matriarch lineage. All right. And so we see this all across this world with the patriarch system and specifically what I uh, just want to bring to folks' attention that do are not familiar with this. You have problems where in India and in China, because they were suppressing baby girls being born, and specifically in China, now they have a shortage, okay? Because with the patriarch rule, they want a male, the XY, to carry on their lineage, right? So we can look, just go back to, let's say, the, the kings and queens of Europe, that those male kings them XYs <laughs> didn't feel they were complete until they had a male heir. Although they were smart enough that if they so happened did not have a male heir, heir which hopefully it makes sense why, no pun intended, why, some men struggle with getting an heir, a male heir, because if that Y chromosome is the weakest and it ha- it is susceptible to mutation, then when it's time to mate up to have children, since the X is the strongest, hmm, might be that the X wins out more in some men than that Y, okay? So in other words, back up in the day when the Kings was putting all of that dramatization on the women because they wanted a boy, that was your raglass Y gene, <laughs> okay? So um, just real quick, um, in India... There is a huge problem with uh, young women being sold as as young as 12 or snatched off of the street to marry men. Um, You know, some of them in their 70s, okay, for the sole purpose of them to procreate. Now, China, uh, some of you or a lot of you may be familiar with the mere fact that China for a long time had a one-child rule. So meaning they only wanted families to have one child because 
in their mind, they had a population control issue because uh, a lot of people were starving in China. So they instituted the one child rule. And I know when I visited China, when was that? was before 2000 because they were building that birdcage thing from the Olympics, y'all. So I want to say it was probably 98-ish. Um, and I asked the 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 tour guide about it. And I, matter of fact, I asked the tour guide. She wouldn't tell me. China ain't no joke, y'all. When you go over there, you're watched, you're monitored. The censorship is heavy. It is heavy. I saw people being shook down at the border coming through customs. China don't play y'all. Literally, when we went through customs, now, it's not too many melanated people that's traveling in China. So I'm a melanated woman, 5'10". I had my Afro at the time. So she's looking at my passport, looking me up and down to see if it match. And I'm looking at her like, really, lady? Really? You see a lot of 5'10 melanated woman with an afro walking in Beijing? Please direct me to them so we can holler and, and sync up. But anyhow, just to show you how China don't play out. So the tour guide... When you ask them questions, and I thought it was a simple question. She wasn't trying to tell me that answer. Matter of fact, she never did. She kind of talked around it. I literally had to, when I went out uh, to a mall, and it was this couple sitting there, and I heard them speaking English. So I asked them. And they were the ones that gave me the answer. I asked them specifically about the China one child rule and if it's strictly followed. And he told me it's two things. The first thing is if you live in the cities, only way you can have more than one child. Now, remember, this was back in 98. They, I, I'm sure they have changed it based on what I'm about to read. But back in 98, this couple, this one uh, guy told me he was with his wife and they were with their little boy, that if you are in the city, it is strictly followed. If you are in the big cities, it is strictly followed. And yes, you can have more than one child but you have to pay a tax in order to have additional children. And that tax is a high tax. And that high tax, of course, only, you know, well-off people can afford it. So that means the poor have to follow that one-child policy. Now, remember, this was back in 98. He said, however... In the countryside, it is not followed. Okay, so they're not going to the countryside checking if folks are doing the, the one-child rule or if they are checking, people can get around it and hide it easily. 
And also remember in the countryside, uh, you know, they can do their own farming as well. Okay. So I found that really, really interesting. So that was back in um, 98. Me personally having that conversation with someone in China. I think that was Beijing. Yeah, that was Beijing because we went to different cities. Okay, so just real quick, um, this is off of Wikipedia. China has a history of female infanticide spanning 2,000 years. Worldwide, infanticide has been practiced since antiquity for the purpose of population control. It is an unsanctioned method of family planning that has been condoned for centuries until recent times. The phenomenon is also referred to as female genocide, gendercide, gendercide. The world, the word gendercide can be used for both sexes. Um, so I'm going to read this next uh, paragraph and then you could, uh, we're going to jump to something else to just show you how that backfired on their behinds. Okay, so the practice of female infanticide was far from wholly condoned in China. Buddhists wrote that the killing of young girls would bring bad karma. So the Buddhists were smart. Buddhists were very smart. Because how you gonna sit up on your behind? Why? How you gonna sit up on your behind? Why? And you're gonna kill the origin? You're trying to wipe out the origin? The X is the origin. So because of population control, you want to kill out the origin. Because you would rather have a mayor heir, quote, quote, carry on the name and the heritage. But the stronger set of genes and the genes that carry the most valuable stuff. Now, this is not me. This is from the genome science, comes from the X. So now the Buddhists, they didn't have to look up under no microscope to say how important women are. They just knew from a spiritual and universal perspective that it's not a good thing to kill mama. It's not a good thing to kill what got you here. Conversely, those who saved young girls' life either through intervening or through pre uh, the presence of money or food would earn good karma leading to a prosperous life as well as a long life and success for their sons. However, the Buddhists believe in reincarnation meant that the death of an infant was not final as the child would be reborn, and this belief eased guilty feelings of the person over female infanticide. 
the Confucian attitude towards female infanticide was conflicted by valuing age over youth. Confucians uh, filial piety lessened the value of children. Whilst the Confucian belief of Ren led Confucian intellectuals to support the idea that female infanticide was wrong and that the practice would upset the balance between the yin and the yang. So Confucius Nim even knew they didn't have no genome project, but even they knew, wait, how you going to, why? Why? Why, Gene? You cannot be here without the X gene. So what is you doing? When Christian missionaries arrived in China in the late 16th centuries, they witnessed newborns being thrown into river, rivers or onto rubbish piles. In the 17th century, Matteo Rico documented that the practice occurred in several of Chinese provinces and said that the primary reason for the practice was poverty. The practice continued into the 19th century and declined during the communist era, but has reemerged as an issue since the introduction of the one policy in early uh, the one the one child policy in the early 80s the census of 1990s showed an overall male to female ratio of 1.066 while a normal sex ratio for all ages should be less than 1.02 all right so that was uh off of wikipedia just giving you a little bit of origins of um, what was going on in China with female gender side. So now all of that foolishness going on with China, now they got an issue. We gonna get to that. But before, just real quick, notice in the Wikipedia, they said that this practice of female gender side spanning 2,000 years. What can we link to this 2,000 years phenomenal? Can we not link the introduction of a male-dominated deity, i.e. Christ, Christian, however you want to name all of the male deities, has about a 2,000 year span on it. You get where I'm going with that? So the changing from a matriarch society into a patriarch society. So the notion of the man's lineage needing to be carried on and honored versus what was traditionally done for millions of years of the matriarch. Okay. All right. So this is off of uh, the Guardian. China's great gender crisis. 
Chinese family have long favored sons over daughters, meaning the country now has a huge surplus of men. Is it also leading to a profound shift in attitudes to women? Okay. His parents knew exactly what they wanted from their son. They called him Fermeo or produce descendants. Yet when their first grandchild arrived, they refused to step across the courtyard of the family home to see the new baby. Uh, Koyu was a girl. When finally obligated to meet her or uh, obliged to meet her, they didn't even wash their face or comb her hair. I was furious, says their daughter-in-law, Xing. My father-in-law's friend would ask him, how come you haven't brought your grandchild out for a walk? He would say, if it was a boy, I would, I would have done. She's a girl, so I won't. Chin's righteous anger is perhaps more surprising than her in-laws' disdain. China's preference for sons stretches back for centuries. Infanticide, the abandonment of baby girls, and favorable treatment of boys in terms of food and health has long produced a surplus of men. In the past two decades, the gap at birth has the advent of ultrasound scans has allowed people to abort female fetuses, even though sex selection abortion is illegal. In the early 1980s, there were 108 male births to every 100 females, only slightly above the natural rate. By 2000, that had soared to 120 males, and in some provinces, such as Anhu and Shangni or Shangxi, to more than 130. The result is more than 35 million women are missing. Though China is not the only country affected, India's situation is similar. It has by far the widest gap. Its one-child policy has exuberated the problem, okay? And I had a um, Indian friend tell me that when they go back to India to visit and they have daughters, especially when they're in the cities, that they watch their daughters extremely carefully. They don't let them out of their sight. None of that because they are snatching girls off the streets. Okay. The effects of disparity are only now emerging in full. The country has tens of millions of men who are destined to die single. Some fear that the excess will lead to increased sexual violence, general crime, and social instability. Yet campaigners see the first sign of hope as more parents come round to Chen's way of thinking. Official statistics released this summer suggest the sex ratio at birth has fallen slightly for two remain two years running. 
to just over 118 males in 2010. China's population and family planning chief, Dr. Li Bin, said it showed the discrepancy has been preliminary, uh, preliminarily brought under control while experts are more cautious. They agree that the figures offer some hope. The country's new five-year plan sets an ambitious target of cutting the ratio to 112 or 113 by 2016. <clears throat> Could China at least be poised to close the sex gap? No one is claiming victory quite yet. In fact, the government has just pleaded to get tougher, launching a new drive against sex-selected abortion. It is increasingly safeguards such as the requirement that two doctors are present at each ultrasound and toughening punishments. Institutions as well as individuals will be held responsible for breaches. The worst offenders risk having their medical license withdrawn. In short term, cracking down on illegal uh, fortel sex test testing and sex selection abortions is very important and effective says Professor Lee of the Institution for Population and Development Studies. But he acknowledges medical staff often find ways indica to indicate a baby's sex despite the law. They may nod or shake their head or use a full stop or comma at the end of medical notes to indicate that parents have achieved their goal or must continue efforts to have a boy. Other experts fear that cracking down on sex selection abortion could lead to unsafe illicit abortions or infanticide if the underlying wishes of parents remain unchanged. In other words, the battle for China's baby girls will ultimately depend on changing preferences. Uh, so it just goes into the root of the son's preferences lie deep in Chinese culture Traditionally, the bloodline passes through the male side. Okay, so this is going back to what I was saying, going from a matriarch to a patriarch. Women also marry out, joining their husbands' uh, families and looking after their in-laws, not their own parents. For a long time, a son was your pension. Having a girl was wasteful. Even though son's preference is not rational from the viewpoint of society as a whole, it is a rational choice for an individual. Okay, so I'm not going to read the rest of the uh, article. It just goes into giving different examples of, of different families. Um, but you can certainly read the rest of this article. Um, it is called, it's from The Guardian, and it's called China's Great gender crisis, all right? So didn't want to make this too long, family. <laughs> Hopefully it's not too long for uh, everyone. I did want to bring this particular podcast together so we can really start looking at, from a fundamental level, the makeup of DNA sequencing genes, the whole combination of the XX and the XY, just the pure fact that they want to dismiss the junk DNA 
But indeed, I believe the junk DNA is the God DNA, which unlocks many, many other things. And one of them, more than likely, is probably uh, being able to in the physical, that that is encoded in your genes, along with other special capabilities. And just the pure fact that how underrated and undervalued that the XX, meaning the woman, is, and she's the key to everything. Because without the XX, There is no XY, all right? This can be seen in nature and contrary to what some may say. Okay? So just the pure fact that something happened on this particular planet that changed from a matriarch honoring the matriarch to patriarch. And I say that the first war was not black on white. It was not one nation against another nation. The first war was XX and XY. So something fundamentally has went wrong in this realm. And could the whole concept of the matriarch returning, going into a new age slash new energy slash age of Aquarius, Is that perhaps in conjunction to the down to the fundamental genes, DNA sequencing being unlocked? So I hope you enjoyed this family. Um, I want to thank you all for your support. If you don't know us, we are also uh, Truth Uncompromised. We do shows every Thursday live on YouTube. So we took a break. We will be back this Thursday and uh, we're going to continue our series. And it's a powerful series uh, that we're doing. I thought I could not finish it, y'all. Well, not not finish it. I thought we were almost finished, but... uh, We have more stuff we need to go over. Uh, So we're going to start back up this Thursday so you can catch us on YouTube Live. Uh, You can check out our Facebook page to get the details. We are 7 p.m. Eastern time uh, every Thursday, and that's uh, Truth Uncon, C-O-N-P-R-O-M-E-Y-E-Z-E-D. And um, there's also information in the description of this podcast. So you have been listening to 
WTUZ Radio Podcast. Thank you so much, family. Peace and love.